Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, filling in for David Kern, and today is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. Uh, and as everybody knows, we are in the home stretch of a very charged, controversial, and political election season. Uh, next Tuesday, November 3rd, uh, we'll close it out. There's a lot at stake, as, as we all know. Uh, and and because of that, I've been reading a lot of political poetry uh, in the last few days, and we'll be sharing some of that with you. Uh, today's poem is by William Wordsworth, uh, who was one of the fathers of English Romanticism. He lived from 1770 to 1850 uh, and was in his time and, and continues to be today one of the most important uh, and uh, influential figures in English writing of any kind and especially in poetry. And today's poem is called London, 1802. And this is how it goes. Milton Thou shouldst be living at this hour. England hath need of thee. She is a fen of stagnant waters, altar, sword, and pen, fireside. The heroic wealth of hall and bower have forfeited their ancient English dower of inward happiness. We are selfish men. Oh, raise us up, return to us again, and give us manners, virtue, freedom, power. Thy soul was like a star and dwelt apart. Thou hadst a voice whose sound was like the sea, pure as the naked heavens, majestic, free. So didst thou travel on life's common way in cheerful godliness, and yet thy heart the lowliest duties on herself did lay. Uh, this poem is a sonnet, a Petrarchan sonnet, and it uses one of the uh, crucial formal elements in poetry. It's not often used today, but it was used quite a lot in romantic poetry. And that's the technique of apostrophe. Apostrophe is when you address uh, a, an, either an inanimate object or somebody that is dead or absent and, and kind of call out to them for intervention um, or extol their virtues in some way. And that's exactly what Wordsworth is doing here to John Milton. And John Milton uh, lived lived long, long before William Wordsworth. Uh, he was part of uh, the English Civil War uh, and a supporter of Cromwell. And he was a poet. He wrote Paradise Lost and other important works. Uh, and he was also a statesman. He was politically involved in advisor in and in a supporter of Oliver Cromwell. And he wrote also one of the great defenses of the freedom of the press in England. And that was pretty new, actually, at the time of, of John Milton in the 17th century. Uh, the freedom of the press was not encouraged. Free speech was not a value that England held dear at the time, and yet Milton defended it. Uh, and, and that is something that was really important to the Romantics, the freedom to speak of their own souls and of their own uh, thoughts about uh, current times and themselves. So, Wordsworth obviously held Milton in very high esteem to write such a poem to him to say in these troubled times in England uh, in the late 19th century, uh, we, we need you, Milton. This is, this is the essence of the poem. Uh, and of course, Milton, as Wordsworth very well knows, cannot hear him. And so even though the poem addresses and apostrophizes Milton, it's not really Milton that Wordsworth is speaking to. It's his audience. It's us. And so we ask ourselves then, what is 
it that Wordsworth is calling out to us to do as a stand-in or a surrogate for what Milton could or would have done if he had been alive at the time. And there's several clues to that in this remarkable poem. Uh, He calls England stagnant waters. He says the altar sword and pen and fireside have forfeited their ancient English dower. Uh, The altar, of course, being the church, the sword being Uh, the military presence, the pen being the writings of the time, and the fireside is the place where people gather uh, and um, either in families or in institutions. Uh, And he's saying those things have forfeited uh, their ancient dower or their responsibilities uh, to uphold the culture and the ideals of what England stands for. And he calls upon Milton in this poem, and of course we are Milton, so to speak, to defend those things and to breathe life to them again, um, to reform uh, what has been lost or what has gone stagnant and what has been forgotten. Um, and it's interesting, the poem I read yesterday by Carl Sandburg uh, was similar in some ways, but there was this sense within that poem and within many political poems of a moving forward and a leaving behind a corrupt system and moving forward. Uh, And that is kind of the revolutionary mindset of political poetry. But here in Wordsworth's poem, although he was at his time known as a political revolutionary, which is interesting, uh, but this particular poem has an inherent conservatism within it uh, and a desire to protect and defend and to reform to bring back to life what has been forgotten uh, rather than to jettison it for the brave new world of some kind. Um, And these are kind of the two different ways of writing political poetry. Um, And there's some poetry, I think the best poetry, in my opinion, that combines these two ideas of, um, of, of, revolutionary ideals to move on towards something better and yet also conservative ideals to hold on to what is good about a culture and should not, ought not to be lost or forgotten or corrupted. Uh, and the, But this poem is one of the second kind, a call to a man of the past, a poet and a statesman of the past to defend uh, and to breathe new life and to reform what has been lost, forgotten and corrupted. And again, too, he says in the middle of the poem, raise us up, return to us again, and give us manners, virtue, freedom, power. And certainly those things are necessary today in our political climate. I I pray for that, for manners, virtue, freedom, and power uh, in in the American public square. So this is not just a poem for its time. It is a poem for all time. It speaks to us today. Um, So with that being said, here it is again, one more time. London, 1802 by William Wordsworth. Milton, thou shouldst be living at this hour. England hath need of thee. She is a fen of stagnant waters, altar, sword, and pen, fireside. The heroic wealth of hall and bower have forfeited their ancient English dower of inward happiness. We are selfish men. Oh, raise us up, return to us again, and give us manners, virtue, freedom, power. Thy soul was like a star and dwelt apart. Thou hadst a voice whose sound was like the sea, pure as the naked heavens, majestic, free. So didst thou travel on life's common way in cheerful godliness, and yet thy heart the lowliest duties on herself did lay. 
This has been The Daily Poem. We'll be back again tomorrow with another poem.